Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, just chilling. What are yeah. you drinking? Lemonade. Oh, is it spiked lemonade? No. <laughs> Mine's just coffee. During, hopefully none of my sorority girls listen to this, but sometimes um, if I was drinking already by the time a meeting was starting, <laughs> I'd put my wine in a coffee cup. <laughs> no one knows the difference. It's all good. Luckily, none of them think I'm cool, so none of them listen to this. What do they know? I know. I'm only, I'm only like, well, some of them I'm like 10 years older than, but a couple of them I'm only like five or six years older than, but you would think it was like decades. You would think that we had lifetimes between us because, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, a whole generation, you know? a whole generation and let me tell you like i well all of y'all in so i mean everyone i think knows this by now but ashley and i work together professionally not just in our um lovely podcast but i feel like our coworkers and and you sometimes who are older than me but like don't think of me as like a typical millennial and i don't feel like i am a typical millennial in a lot of ways so i'm like even further away from them <laughs> like personality wise <laughs> like i feel like i'm more what are y'all x x like i'm closer to the cusp of like millennial x gen x than i am the opposite side well i found because i have other friends that are millennials and i found that I like to pretend that those people don't exist and i'm your only friend that you love more than that's what i tell myself <laughs> exactly who you're talking about and i love her she's so nice but i i compete with her in my brain for being your best friend she's pretty adorable but um <laughs> i found that gen xers and millennials get along really well it's the boomers that don't like the millennials the boomers do not like us but i think too and i don't know why that is because i feel like so i did tell my mom this and linda readily admitted the other day that she hasn't listened in a while so like <laughs> linda freaking linda so she won't hear this but <laughs> i told her the other day i was like y'all are the hippie like so she's like sort of a boomer like kind, i don't know she's in a weird weird area but um she i told her i was like y'all were the hippie generation and then y'all like went through that whole revolution or whatever but i'm like now y'all are old people and you look at us just like the people looked at the flower child generation as like crazies and all of that and i'm like now y'all are those people and i'm like the reason you don't like people like aoc and like all of the you know like the squad that's in politics and stuff right now is i'm like because you are the older person now <laughs> you are not part of the quote-unquote revolution so she i don't think she likes that but i'm like girl that's what it is it's your <laughs> you're the you're the, the old person now 
Yeah. Well, you can, and look, you can age gracefully and your mom's beautiful and, you know, but I still think, and I'm not referring to your mom when I say this. No, I but <laughs> you can get older and still have an open mind, you know, and that's what I would do. Totally true. We're working on it with Linda. <laughs> We're working on it. We're doing yeah. our best. Yeah. God love her. And that's great. Yeah. God love her. But anywho, what else is going on? What's happening? It's almost Christmas. Uh, oh my gosh, I know. Fun. Um Yes, I uh COVID's making it not fun. I paid a swift masked visit to the dollar store Ooh. and here's my tip to everyone christmas time and the dollar store are your friends there you because go wrapping paper cards they even had like christmas candy you know all the things that like stocking stuffers yeah go to the dollar store love it i love that um i haven't been i have a big lots right by me so Sometimes I do that, but then it's like really crowded. We'll see. That's I went into the dollar store, saw a few things up front, grabbed those real quick. It was a crazy chaotic mess in there, and I had to get out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Things are crazy. Kids are like, when, well, our college, college kids have been back. So, typically in a normal year, one thing I don't like about the holiday season any of the holidays is that the kids like come back from college and then like high school's out and schools are out so everything is like more crowded and like veterans is more crowded at like one o'clock or two or three like you know when it's not in between times and stuff it's like just oh everything's always crowded yeah and i love the holidays i am a christmas person through and through but that annoys the shit out of me I am a crotchety old curmudgeon when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, get out of my way. I'm just trying to go about my day. <laughs> like I normally do when y'all are not here. I need everyone to go back to school. <laughs> everyone out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, crowds right now just freak me out. I don't like it. So I do, I generally, generally do my grocery shopping on a weekday. Yeah. So like at, between 8.30 and 9 in the morning. And there's yeah, nobody I, there. I definitely won't be there. So I am, if, I'm just hoping, even if, like, even if we have a nine o'clock meeting, I'm still in bed by that time. <laughs> I get, I do as much work as I can from my phone until I physically have to move my body. And then when that happens, the day begins. <laughs> right. <laughs> to each her own you know you gotta do what you had to do especially now whatever gets you through yeah whatever happens well for today's story it's not really a story so it's a little bit different this week okay that wasn't much of a segue sorry no it wasn't um, but I like it and i'm here for it so i always, always start your stories like that yeah, like, I went a little off script. <laughs> well, I was looking at something else, and then I started reading about this topic, and I found it interesting because I thought I knew everything about it, but I didn't. So, go. we're going to talk about the New Orleans tradition of jazz funerals. 
Okay. So yeah. I, like, thought I, knew it, I was like, whatever, it's jazz funeral. Yeah. But I never really thought about like how that got started. Like what's right. Right. right, right. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So it kind of had been going on for a while, but what really made it popular in the city was once again, the yellow fever pandemic, not pandemic. Because <laughs> that would be global. <laughs> yes. When we had yellow fever in New <laughs> Orleans, history. swept the city. Yes. Um, more, more than 40,000 people died. Oh, God. And it freaked everybody out. And they were wondering if, like, people were coming back from the dead and infecting people. So even back then, they had this idea of zombies kind of coming That's to life. Right. Of course we yeah. would. We'd be like, those fuckers are coming back. That's what's happening. Like, why is everybody still dying? Like, what's happening? Because they didn't know that mosquitoes and whatever. They just yeah. didn't know. So it was said that they started mapping out funeral processions that would take, you know, crazy routes. Like, they would go, and they wouldn't just go from the wake to the cemetery. They would, like, right. march around for a, a while to try to confuse the spirits. Confuse them of what? So they, the, the dead wouldn't follow them home. Oh, okay. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so like, say you're, you have, cause you would have your wake in your home. Ah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got so it. So they couldn't it find like, their way back. It's like in the movies when they kidnap people and they're, they go like all, they blindfold them and like go all over the place. So they confuse them. Right, right. Got so it. that way, the dead, the dead person is like, wait, where am I going? I thought, wait, where are we going? And then they can't find their way back. Confusing the dead people so that when they rise again, they don't come back and get you. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to Listen, me. Listen, if perfect. it makes them not come back and haunt you. That, you know. It's a good thing. There you go. So normally what they would do is they would, the crowd would go to the wake. Mm -hmm. They would follow the hearse, which was usually a mule or horse-drawn right. carriage. Right. On a random route through the city and they would play noisemakers. And it was believed that the noisemakers and the crazy path um, would just create confusion. And the, like, like I said, the, that person's like, I don't know what's happening. Where are we going? I mean, the person's dead already. So. Or are they? Ooh, who knows, Ashley? Who knows? Hey, man, people were dropping like flies left and right. They were like, we got to stop. Yeah, you got to do like, what you got to do to make yourself feel better. I think I right. said that sentence earlier, but, you know, right. pandemic, epidemic, same way. You got you to gotta do what you got to do. So that's how, like, the, the noise aspect came into it. Now, obviously, jazz is more of a modern musical right. style. So that's, you know. When was the Spanish? That was in the early. 1800s. 1800s, right? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So in more modern times, yeah. there's usually a church service. Mm -hmm. And that is when the coffin is brought out with pallbearers and put into the hearse mm -hmm. and there's a brass band waiting outside 
Um, and they play very somber music as they slowly process right. through the cemetery. And then there's the cemetery service. And then when, as soon as they leave, the band cuts into joyous music and there's celebration. Okay. So that's when there's dancing in the street and there's, uh, you know, handkerchiefs waving and, yeah. and umbrellas and what, you know, you kind of see the joyous celebration. It was said that um, when they put the body in the ground, it was called cut the body loose. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and then the mourners would cut loose as well. I don't, I don't, okay. It was kind of like you're putting the sadness away. You, you've mourned and now you're going to celebrate the person's life. So I feel like though that would do the opposite of what the Spanish influenza people were trying to do because if I, if you're cutting my spirit loose from my body and then you're going to have a celebration, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna go wherever you're going. Be like, oh, that's me. Look at listen to that music. I'm gonna go follow. What's happening over there? I'm gonna go. You know. I'm not I'm, ready to go no, yet. No, I'm gonna 100% haunt people. Oh, I, especially if I die early. Oh, don't even. Y'all don't yeah. know, I'm a pop-up everywhere. Right. Everywhere you're going to see my face. <laughs> I've already planned it. And so it's in, my, it's in my brain, so my spirit will have to remember. So it's in there. It's like in a file folder in the back. Well, the jazz funeral, as with a lot of things in New Orleans culture, um, is an amalgamation of European traditions, but also uh, traditions incorporated from West African cultures as the right. slaves were brought to the city. Um, and so a lot of it said that um, it was a mark of celebration for the newfound freedom of a departed slave. So they were enslaved their whole right. life and now uh, upon death they are free. They're free, right. So it's yeah. like you know, celebrating that. That's Yeah. And it yeah, said some cool. of them, yeah, some of them with the the parties afterwards would last sometimes as long as a week. Whoa. <laughs> okay. And then that part of it, the party afterwards kind of transformed into what we now know as the second line. That's at the end of the week? Well, yeah, kind of like second lines now can don't have to be because of a funeral. It's right. just a celebration in the streets. So it kind of evolved. So it can be connected to a jazz funeral, but it also can be, you see some people have weddings and they have a second line after a wedding, yeah. you know, different events, you know, the saints has second, have second lines, you know, celebrating a yeah. win, yeah. you know, especially against like Atlanta or something like that. A hundred percent against Atlanta, who we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we beat them three times already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Twenty-three. Just gonna, just gonna put that, place that right there. <laughs> <laughs> so in the late eighteen hundreds, um, death culture in New Orleans was very complicated because of the different um, socioeconomic backgrounds of everybody. You know, you had very wealthy people and very poor people. Okay. Um, and people died more frequently. I mean, like it was more co more common that. Yeah. You can just die at any time. Yeah, very, yep. very fine. 
that's always how I felt about whenever I we all know I love Outlander. Everyone that's been been here knows. But that's always something I thought of. I'm like, she willingly went back to the like 200 years in the past. Right. But tell me the amount of shit you could die from. Like people died all the time from like a cold, like from nothing. And I'm like, and you're, yeah. you're willingly, we're, we're willingly going back now. Okay. Got it. And I'm like, what is happening? I know it's like you get a, like an infected tooth or something. They had no oh, dentist. Yeah. You know? And like then a lot of the time they thought you were possessed if you had like, you know, a fever so bad, you know, you were like, whatever. Everyone thought you were possessed. So then they like killed you sometimes just because they thought you were possessed by the devil. I'm like, what are we doing? At least the second time she went back, she brought some penicillin. But I'm like, damn, girl. Yeah. Still, I'm like, you could die from literally anything. Kelly, me, I would never. Mm -mm. Yeah. So people in in the city had to struggle with the fact that you know if someone died, they had to pay for a burial, and that was very financially hard on a family. Yeah. So working class people would buy burial insurance at a nickel a week collected by door-to-door -door insurance men so you just like had to like every week here's your burial money have, that okay. you may or may not use at some point yeah i have questions you just like gave your money to this person and knocked on your door every week like how do you know? yeah i guess it was probably like your neighborhood burial insurance guy what a what a title to hold what a title to pull. <laughs> that's, that's the one I want. Yeah. What do you do? I'm in burial insurance. <laughs> I take people's money weekly. So they, they trust me to make sure, you know, they get buried. Right. What an uplifting career path. Right. <laughs> so the other option was to join a mutual aid society, which we've talked about before. You know, there's a Catholic and there's like yeah you know, different professions and then you know different racial makeups of mutual aid societies and they would help each other um pay for the funeral i guess through donations i don't know i would assume yeah i would rather give my money to that than some rando collecting nickels every week i'd rather be yeah. like here help make sure you're helping somebody and that guy could just leave. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't know where he's going. You have no idea. Yeah. Absolutely not. Timmy's just going to take your shit and, and hit the road. Go to the right. next city and be like, hey, I'm a door door. I'm, I'm making sure you get, you get buried when you're dead. So give me some money. Yeah. Or a nickel, nickel a week, though. Shit. To, when my grandma, that... I mean, we all know the Catholic Church is the largest bank in the world, and they sure do add to that because just to get her, just to get the tomb, our family's tomb, um, uh, fixed was like thousands of dollars. It's expensive. Oh, you're only right on that. You're only right. I know. <laughs> it's very expensive to die. It's yeah. It's way, yeah. It, you it, don't think it about it, but. No, it's way more expensive to die than you would assume it would be. And they try to sell like these coffins that are like airtight and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no. 
Nah, man, put me, put cremate me. You don't have to do all that shit. Also, no. I don't like open caskets anyway. The person no. never looks like they usually did. It's a horrible thing to look at when you, no, ab no, absolutely not. I hate open caskets. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone that has those, but like it's weird. It's just very weird. You might as well do, I forgot the lady's name, but the episode about the lady that, that actually Easterling. Mm -hmm. Easterling. She basically sat her dead body out there and you could like take pictures with it. That's what I feel like. If you're gonna have an open casket, I feel like you should, you might as well just do that because it's so weird. You're just staying, I don't want anybody looking at my dead body like that. Like, I don't want anyone coming up near me. I don't want anyone to, no, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want y'all to remember me like that. Cremate my ass, have a big old party. Everybody get drunk, celebrate, do what you gotta do. But y'all need to be yeah. staring at me. I, I'm they, I'll be there in spirit, but I ain't gonna be in that dead body. Ain't no reason to keep me around. No. I have very strong feelings about this. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <Don't Okay. like laughs> Speaking of celebrations, so... Um, obviously I just, we just got, uh, we got it, dipped our toes into the fact that jazz is more modern musical styling. So the preferred term was funeral with music. Um, a lot less exciting. Yeah. You know, and even jazz performers prefer that it's funeral with music, um, because the jazz music with a brass band is not, is supposed to not be the focus of what's going on. It's not about the music. It's about the person. But I think that you could argue that, like, that is the, like, the music is there for the person. So the music, you know, it's like you don't want a shitty jazz band playing at your jazz funeral, you know? So it is about that, in a sense. Yeah. Well, the term has now become more accepted, apparently. I feel like it's one of those things where um, we as Americans like to beat things down until they stick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it was one of those things where people just said it so much and all the time that jazz musicians who didn't like it were probably just like, oh, fuck it, whatever. Just let them call it that. Just let them call it that. Jeez. I'm tired of correcting it. I know. I'm losing yeah. my breath over here. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So now traditionally jazz funerals are oftentimes uh, relegated to the funerals of people who are themselves musicians yes. um, or members of the socially and pleasure clubs that we talked about or sometimes carnival crews. Yes. Um, the majority of jazz funerals um, in New Orleans are for African-American musicians. That's the most ones, the most common ones that you see today. Um, but there's a new trend um, giving to younger people that have died. So it's the culture around it is very specific and it's very, um, the community feels very strongly about those traditions, but they're, they're kind of loosening up the situation. Yeah. A little bit. So well, I, feel, I feel like they, oh, they, so like recently, I don't know, are you going to talk about recent ones? Okay. Never. Yes. And we're going to talk about the controversy around those. Okay, yeah, then continue. Ignore me. Yeah. Ignore me. Yes. Nope, listen to me. Nope, we got some other juicy stuff coming up. Okay, so there's certain music that you always hear, Nearer My God to Thee, Just a Closer Walk with Thee, uh, When the Saints Go Marching In. Those are some New Orleans favorites that you almost always hear. Right. Yeah. 
Um, some notable jazz funerals in the past have been for musicians such as Ernie Cado, mm -hmm. who uh, is known for his pop song, Mother-in-Law. He passed away in 2001 and his wax statue was in the procession, which then was moved to the mother-in-law lounge that his wife ran for quite some time until she died. I don't like it at all. So, yeah. I didn't um, like it when you first talked about it and I don't, <laughs> don't like it now. <laughs> very lifelike, so. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. um, also, uh, Professor Longhair, Alan Toussaint, Lionel Baptiste, Pete Fountain, Fats Domino, these are all just um, names that we all know and love. Um, but there was also uh, Archbishop Philip Hannon yeah. had one in 2011. Um, his jazz funeral was labeled, quote, a solemn funeral cortege. What? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it, um, it was held, it went from Carrollton Avenue, the seminary on Carrollton Avenue, if you're familiar yeah. with that, and made its way all the way to St. Louis Cathedral with marching bands, school bands, jazz. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. And that's a long ass walk. That is a long walk. That is no thank you. That's, yeah. that's like almost walking like, like the up, like an uptown parade route. Like yeah. from like the beginning on Napoleon to the end in the CBD. Yeah. That's so. long. I don't, I say that though, during Mardi Gras, I have walked that, but still, oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> like I've 100% walked that. Yeah. Um, that's, but for, gee, good Lord. That's a and long, that's a long ass walk. And some old people, you know, there was some old ass priest oh, there. Gosh. Yeah. Somebody had to pass out people on the side with waters and stuff like a like a marathon. Uh, seriously. <laughs> the, the water people on the side. And then it said that I didn't know this. He's buried in the uh, floor of the sanctuary of St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah, there's a lot of people buried under the floor of the I didn't know he was in there. I didn't know they did that anymore. I, yeah. Okay. That's why the cathedral kind of weirds me out. When people get married there, like you do your walk on top of dead bodies and I don't know if that's just <laughs> my weird thought about it but yeah I'm like I don't <laughs> I don't want to do my my walk down the aisle on top of and I'm sure I'm like I'm the only one that would think of that but I also don't want to get married in a church so, <laughs> you know <laughs> no. um uh there's also a recent one for Dr. John um who just passed away, not too, it feels like just yesterday, I don't know. Um, but that was, was a year ago, was it a year ago or two years ago? Yeah, I think so. Something like that, yeah. Um, a year ago, and a half, year and a half ago. Yeah. It was in June. Um, and it started at the Orpheum Theater and was accompanied by live broadcast on WWOZ, our local yeah. um, jazz channel, radio station. Um, but they had uh, more than one second lines for him because he was so popular. Yeah, he's the, yeah, he's a, okay. he's a big deal. Yeah, so now we get into controversial. Have, wait, sorry, did they have one for, did you say Fats Domino? Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, okay, because I'm like, I know they had a huge one for, for him, they had a big one. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so now we get into controversy. So 
as we said, the jazz funeral and second line culture has been evolving. Right. Um, some people are not happy about the fact that, um, how do I say this? It's moved outside the community. Yeah. Um, so white, white people have once again taken something over. Yes. So if we're being honest. Right. So recently there were second lines for Prince. Yes. Who deserved it? I mean, they all deserve it. It's all, yeah, it's all, they're all great, but. Yeah. Yeah. Prince, Carrie Fisher, and David Bowie. Um, so the David Bowie one was arranged by Wynn Butler and Regine Chassing. Is that, how do you say that? Sounds right. I don't know. 100 anyway, sure. members right. of Arcade Fire who now live yeah. in New Orleans. Um, this was supposed to be a small gathering in the French Quarter, but boy, it blew. Nah, fam, up. that blew up. Yeah, it was crazy. Blew up. Yeah, thousands of fans flocked downtown. They um, so many in for that. Like people flew in and drove in, and like they a shit ton of people. Talk. Uh, imagine those were the days. Couldn't do that now. Spring. I know everybody. That thing. A crazy concept at this point but um you know it, there were so many people that showed up in costume the whole thing that they were gonna have a second line but they couldn't move they just yeah a crowd of people yeah it was yeah. Bad. it was crazy it looked like a lot of fun but i get nervous in crowds like that so yeah. i would can't get out yeah yeah um, I, don't like that. I need an escape route i need a way to move and if i can't if i can't see the ground below me it just, it yeah. gets me. I don't like it. So they were able to, they started at Preservation Hall mm -hmm. and were able to kind of like push their way through a couple of blocks playing David Bowie songs, but yeah. it just got to be out of control. Um, according to a report from that on NPR, they report that second lines come from the jazz funeral custom. Mm -hmm. um, the first line is the Casket family close friends, and the second line is the group of onlookers that follows. So that's how they define it. I don't know. Um, in the late 19th, we covered that, let's see. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it was seen as kind of taking something that was meant just for New Orleans musicians, members yeah. of carnival groups, and usurping it for a famous person who has nothing to do with New Orleans. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm of two minds about this because I see that and it's a closely held tradition that is very special to a lot of people in New Orleans, but also we're a city that loves to share and we love to celebrate. Yeah. And so at the same time, I think it was kind of nice that they did it. Yeah, I kind of, I, I feel the same too. Um, Sort of, I mean, I'm also like torn because it's not my original culture. So it's like, I, you know, right. I have claim over it at all. Exactly. I think, I think the problem, like one of the biggest problems is we need to stop mislabelings. Like it, yes. if we just called it a second line or we just call it like, don't call it a jazz funeral. Don't call it like a whatever, like that. Cause it's not the same thing. I mean, it just isn't like, it isn't like the thing that no. RK Fire did 
like the Carrie Fisher one, even though that was like really cool. And like, that was different. That was like its own little like parade kind of situation. I think if we just stop mislabeling it and leave the cultural like nucleus or center of it to the people whose culture it is from, Right. Leave it to them and leave that part and like, let's label it correctly. Like, let's do our part to not take something and just like, do what we do to it, both as Americans and white people and just like take it and make it our own kind of thing or like think we're making it our own. Like, I think if we just call it like a second line or like a... Why can't we just call it a parade? Or a parade, yeah, like a, like a jazz parade. parade or something. Like, just call it a yeah. jazz parade and have, have the band in the front doing the second line, and then everybody can just kind of follow. Yeah, I think there just needs to be, like, a, like, like, somebody needs, we need to just decide what those are and continue calling it that and, like, not use, not misuse, like, jazz funeral or or like that kind of like not misuse those terms yes and save that for the people they were meant for right and the people whose history and culture it comes from because i think it's not you know i would i've never participated in a jazz funeral but i've participated in like a parade second line type of thing for someone else like for in honor of someone yes. but it's like i know that i've never been in a jazz funeral like I know that 100% and I'd never claim you know I would never claim that so I think people need to understand especially people not from New Orleans mm -hmm. you know, this is me on the soapbox real quick everybody just <laughs> bear with me but like I just I think I, we love sharing the culture with everyone but I think the problem is is everyone thinks that we are so like loosey-goosey and like you know whatever with all of our culture like with all of our stuff that they just then think okay well we'll just take that right and use it ourselves and it's like okay right. well no you still have to respect like the background mm -hmm. and where it comes from and the whole thing because it's like at its core it was a celebration of former slaves that were free now like so you're not we're not going to take that and give it to david bowie and arcade fire like sorry we're not doing that like no so it's like we need to pick something say what it is just say like a jazz parade or a you know whatever that like that kind of thing and then label it that and like let's call it that you know kind of or like a like a um what they call it like when you're like honoring someone like a like a not in memoriam like memoriam kind of thing but like yeah, but, like yeah. in a parade form like yeah you know, something like that like a memorial yeah. parade or i don't know memorial like, parade That's yeah nice. like something like that like instead of because that i get i get icky about that like i don't like yeah. taking somebody else's culture and then like using it for my own when i don't really understand where the nuances from, yeah you know? exactly. like yeah. yeah like unless you truly understand where it came from or comes from you know that i just i'm gonna totally get off, i'm gonna get off my soapbox no 100 percent. that's why i brought it up because it's yeah. like because i love know. like the arcade fire thing that was awesome like so yeah. many people came in for that everybody was here there are celebrities that like aren't even from here that were out there like all of this kind of stuff. I think the, didn't the food fighters come in or some shit? Like, well, they love New Orleans anyway. They're here all the they time. <laughs> you know, like all these people came in. The one for Carrie Fisher was awesome. Like the one for Prince was awesome. Like it was all of this thing. It was great. Like they're great 
moments in time and, and that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, they're not just funerals and no. they're not, you know, like, and I'm sure even people like Prince or David Bowie would be like, don't, that's not, I, no, no, I didn't do that. That's like, cause they know, like they know Alan Toussaint, they know Professor Longhair, they knew like all these, you know, they respected all these people. And so I'm sure even they would be like, don't do that. Don't, we don't need that. That's not what, nope, that's not what we're doing. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A hundred percent. I mean, we can just call it, like you said, a memorial parade. Memorial people can dress them up they can play music do whatever yeah. just don't call it because it's not it's not yeah and that that's the thing like i i would if i ever have the chance to like experience a real jazz funeral like that would be awesome that would be something that as a new orleanian i've never done because it's not in my culture to do that um but and that would be awesome but i've never done that before so it's right. like not going to claim, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, we do those all the time. New Orleans. Right, exactly. No. You know, and I think it's important for visitors to the city to also understand when, if they are going around town and they see a second line, understand what that means. Yes. Like, it's not just a parade. It's not just like people hooting and hollering music. Nothing, yeah, it's like representing something. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I have... I'm a, I'm a New Orleanian, so, you know, it's like, I want to share my great city with everybody, but then sometimes it's, it's like when someone talks shit, like, you talk shit about your mom, and then someone else talks shit about your mom, and you're like, hold on, fuck you, like, I don't talk shit about my mom, like, yeah. you know, it's like that kind of thing, <laughs> like, yeah. you want to, like, share it, but then when somebody takes it, you're like, hold on, hold on, like, That's don't make me fight you, like, yeah. don't make me get the entire New Orleans, they don't know me, but they're going to fight with me if I need to. <laughs> like, right. Don't take right. my shit. Like, come on. You know, it's like, I can share it with you, but you don't get to take it and pretend like it's yours. Right. Kind of. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's that. <laughs> I got, un, un, I didn't even know I'd get so passionate about it, but I did. Well, that's good, though. <laughs> well, and then upon reading more about this, um, this year has been devastating for jazz funerals and second lines because yeah. obviously with coronavirus um people can't gather so <sighs> communities have not been able to gather and mourn um especially uh, which is especially hard because the virus has hit the black community so much harder you know than any other um way more, yeah way more devastatingly than yeah and so people who normally would celebrate in a certain way haven't been able to gather and celebrate and be together at a time when they really need to. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's got to be mm -hmm. a big uh, a big example that was brought up in my reading was um, when Ellis Marsalis Jr. passed away, and now he's someone who is a musician, yeah. a teacher. He taught so many generations of famous people yeah and he's huge i mean especially yes. in like i mean i think him and like moon landrew were like good friends kind of thing like moon yeah. landrew was a former mayor of new orleans yeah. and, and like a big big deal he with was him. harry connick jr's teacher yes taught him yeah. how to play um so but so that is a person that would have had a huge jazz funeral yeah you that know epic too that would have been like 
because Harry, you know, all those people would have been here too, like Harry Connick Jr. Oh yeah, would have been here. Absolutely. Well, I mean, his whole family is musical though, and knows yes. that you know the Marsalises are like everyone knows them, like kind of thing. Yeah. So. so he was buried quietly without music, which oh, is that you know, heartbreaking. Yeah, it's devastating. So, oh. of all the side effects of coronavirus in this area. Yeah. That is a huge impact for the black community and yeah. how they mourn and how they celebrate the life lives of people that meant so much to them or mean so much to them. Yeah. And people that put that on. I mean, you still have to, you know, pay people to put mm -hmm. jazz funerals on or even the brass bands that do like second lines and stuff. And everybody's <laughs> it's hitting every yeah, it's hitting all aspects that you wouldn't even think about too. Like Right. You know, you see like a jazz funeral or like a second line parade or like something like that. And you don't think like someone's paying those people to perform and do what they do best. And because we don't have that right now. Right. But I bet, I bet though that the Marsalis family is going to have like when we can have some like stuff and you know, like when Jazz Fest comes back, like they're going to do a huge like tribute thing to him since they didn't get a chance to to do that that'll be that'll be epic that'll be something everybody's gonna want to see everybody's yeah. gonna come in for whatever they they plan on doing like you know as a follow-up in the coming years like yeah that'll be, that'll be real that'll that'll be something to see we have a lot of making up to do celebrating so Girl. listen no, so like remember the first mardi gras after katrina uh so no, because I lived in Georgia. <laughs> oh no. It was it was the it, worst. Linda wouldn't let me come back, Linda. It was quiet. It was very yeah. small. But the people that were able to attend were all locals and everyone felt like we were a family and mm -hmm. we were finally back together again. And I think that's what's gonna happen after I can't people can get the vaccine. Next carnival is gonna be, I think, I'm actually worried about our health and safety because we're probably all gonna poison ourselves. Right, it's gonna be like, we're, we have eight, like we're gonna eat and drink yes. so much that we're all gonna like combust, like on the, it's not gonna be the flu or the coronavirus or anything like that. Like we're all gonna, Eat yes. and drink ourselves to death. Is the amount of fried chicken that will be consumed, and, and you know, like the gross, thing, like the amount of families and like that are gonna be like the both families seeing each other on the parade route, yes. like you know your people that you're next to all the time, the yes. gross interactions that are gonna happen. <laughs> Hot sausage po boys. You yeah. eating something and then giving it to someone else. Everyone yeah. thinks that's gross. That's what happens when you're drunk during Mardi Gras. You don't care and you don't think about it. You're like, oh, let me have some of that. And then you just share all the things with people. And that's yes. why we can't have Mardi Gras because. <laughs> no. The amount of food and drink items that have been given to me while marching in a parade it's gross. I have, the amount of times I have been with friends and my brother rides in Toth and the amount of times I have like traded him like he has given us like 
chicken or something from their float and we give them beer and alcohol and like all of that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I don't know where that came from. And they don't know where the stuff I'm giving them came from. Like (laughs) nobody cares. I've been offered chili fries before while marching in a parade. Someone was like, do you want some chili fries? Absolutely. Do you want me to Ralph all over you? You're not thinking about that. that. No, thank you. No, I don't march in parades anymore, but I used to. And even the thought of that makes me want to throw up. Like, and then having to walk and then having to like continue to move. Absolutely not. So anyway... We can't have carnival this year, but when it comes back and it will be back, oh yeah, it's gonna be amazing, and hopefully we can celebrate all these people that we lost. Yes, in a big, big way. Yes, because I feel like we also would have had a memorial jazz parade for like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh yeah, and like all of these. Like, they did have a they did have a gathering for her. Yes, I know they, but it wasn't like it would have been. No, no, no. Yeah, we need to, I hope this, this vaccine thingy works, because I'm, like, ready. I, like, missing two jazz fests in a row, because, like, there's no way they can have jazz fests. Like, I just, that's, like, talk about people, you know, you are swapping bodily fluid, whether you want to, wanted to or not. You're so close to people. You are so close to people. Listen, the porta potty situation on that last Sunday of Jazz Fest Oh, no, 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 you, no, that's like one of those things where you just don't pee that day because Mm-mm. it is gross. No. You are, you can use the, the bathrooms the first weekend. That's, that's it. That is that's it. Nothing. Absolutely not. Because it is not cute. It's no. Not Even cute. by that first Sunday. <laughs> by the first Sunday, it's nasty. And if it's rained at all, do- all bets are off if it rained. Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. But then that, that's the thing. You're, right now, we think that's disgusting. You see me in the middle of Jazz Fest, my ass is all up in there. I'm like, I'm here. My sh- my, John Fogarty came out one year. My shoes were off. I don't like outside. I don't like outside. I don't like being outside. I don't like outdoor things. I don't like the feeling of grass on my feet. It's not a great one. It's not a great feeling for me. But my shoes were off. My dress was in a little knot, like, because it was falling on the ground and stuff, because I had a long dress on, had it in a knot, and my, my hippie soul was, like, all up in there with the over 70 crowd. I was feeling it. Today, that sounds like my nightmare. That sounds horrible to me. But in the middle of Jazz Fest, you do what you got to do. So I need my Jazz Fest to come back so I can, you know. You got to hit the AARP tent next time they have Jazz Fest. It's the best. How did I not know they had an AARP tent? I don't know, but they had had carafes of rosé to go. What? (laughs) What? Uh Oh, hell no. Okay. Where's where's Dr. Fauci? Where does vaccine at? Make a note. (laughs) I need my jazz to come back. (laughs) I need it back. Yeah. Uh, I need me and my 400,000 closest friends <laughs> to all be back together. Yes. Anyway. I know. Anywho. Well, that's jazz funerals. I'm sorry. It was a history lesson. Not so spooky, but I just. Now we've we been twice in a row and I actually had someone, my cousin texted me, shout out to my cousin, Michelle. 
she got to me, she was like, man, I got a history lesson today. And I said, I know, ma'am, but I just had to roll with it. And she's like, no, I appreciated it because I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, well, there you go. There you go. You're yeah. still dead people in it, technically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring back ghosts next time. Yeah, we're going. I I have, the my one for next week is, is not the cutest thing in the world. So you're going to probably be wishing it was a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> So sit with that one until next week, people. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Hmm. I know. Um, but yeah, that was good. I did not, I knew some of that. Um, didn't expect myself to get on that soapbox, but you know, there it was. I, I, I you know, popped I right on up there. Got I a little heated. Yep. Appreciate the passion. Got a little heated about it. <laughs> It's just what we're doing. It's just, it's just the sign of the times right now. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I liked it. Thanks, Ash. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Now yep. let's all go back to calling it, go, no, start calling it Memorial Jazz Parades. Yes. There you go. That's it. I made, I made a name for you. Yes. Use it. It's not a jazz funeral. Unless you actually go to a jazz funeral. Yes. You can say that. Right. Until then, you did it. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, people, you know the drill. You can find us at BigEasySpiritsPodcast.com. Has a contact thing that emails right to us. I had a brain fart for a second. You saw it. You saw it happen. You saw it. <laughs> you saw the moment um, where it has a contact form, or you can email us at bigeasyspirits at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at bigeasyspirits on Facebook and Instagram. And small shout out to my friend Heather, who listens to us every week while she's doing, I think she stocks something at work. I can't remember, Heather, I love you. I'm sorry, but I can't remember what you do. But <laughs> it's her birthday today. She's oh, happy birthday. Dirty 30, because that's where we're at in life right now, and I hate it. Wow. Um, I love her. I just don't like knocking on 30. It scares me. Um, <laughs> knocking on 30, I'm in three weddings this year, and I have four friends that are having babies right now, all yeah. within a month of each other. So yeah, that's what happens. It's a weird time for me, people. It's a weird time. Anywho. Happy birthday, Heather. Find us on all of our social media and website and email us. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>